Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the American Masterminds Podcast. Each episode, we invite extraordinary guests who are masters of their craft, they're innovators, entrepreneurs, and of course, motorcycle enthusiasts who have made their mark in the world. They share their stories, insights, and hard-earned wisdom, giving you a front row seat to the strategies and experiences that shape their successes. So sit back, grab a drink, and get ready for an exhilarating ride as we dive deep into the minds of these exceptional individuals. Along the way, we'll uncover powerful strategies, gain fresh perspectives, and explore the limitless possibilities of what it takes to be an American mastermind. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very, very special night planned for you here. We are, of course, joined by Miss Jennifer Wright again. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. And we have Mr. RG, the man, the myth, the legend, and we are going to learn all about his story and what he brings to the table. I'm very excited. Let's get right into it. Excited to be here. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, um, thanks for coming again. I wanted to start out with always start with gratitude. And um, it's it's great to have someone here. As I was looking over the paperwork that was um, beforehand, I'm like, well, there's a lot. There's a lot to cover here. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna go over quite a bit of things, but let's talk about let's put the put the story in order. Like, tell us about yourself. Where are you from? How's, how long you been in Utah? Like, uh, coming up on sixty three years old. Oh wow! So sixty three years in Utah. Okay. Born and raised Murray. Graduated Murray High School. Uh, made it. Uh, had to go to night school to get out of high school. Hated everything about school, so I never went on anything else. Um, Man, what about six kids, uh, seven grandkids, the newest one on the way. Congratulations. The boy will be here in, what about June, yeah. May, May. So, yeah, good one there. Just absolutely life is amazing. I got started in real estate uh, 1997. My divorce finished in 96, and I needed to make some money. I was generating $6.86 an hour, a 480 credit score, and Solid. <laughs> Just went. Life goals. Life yeah. goals. There it is. Yeah. yeah. You know, you, they always say you find the motivation or it finds you. And uh, so what, what pushed you in that direction? Money. But I mean, sure. But there wasn't like someone that was like, hey, RG, right? Follow me this way, you know? And that's a really good point. So I found a, a basement apartment that included, I had, so 686 an hour. I was $500 rental payment, which included my electricity, had a 524 child support. Okay, you do that math. Okay, I know it was night school to get out of high school, but math was still math, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and across the street. like 40 bucks for gas and groceries. I had $73 not paying taxes because the IRS doesn't care about $6 an hour people. It just doesn't, right? So I didn't pay taxes, right? But on and on across the street was a parking lot, and the other side of the parking lot was Barnes & Noble. So I spent a ton of time over there. I had a air mattress literally from the dollar store. And then my dad uh, bought a sofa, a couch, the sofa sleepers from the thrift, thrift store. Oh, wow. So I had that and electric frying pan because then I could cook everything included with the electricity. So I didn't have to worry about any of that. But I spent a ton of time over at Barnes & Noble reading about success. What was the secret? What's that secret sauce? There's a magic pill, the secret of success, and on and on and on. Discovered there's no secrets. There's formulas. And you do formulas over and over and over again. You have the success. You can't change it. That's what formulas are. And then I realized that all of those really wealthy people had real estate. So I, hmm. now I may have not done well in school, but it doesn't take me too long. 
Yeah, it doesn't, so, doesn't make you dumb. Right, exactly. So I went, all right, real estate, how do I get it? Read a book titled Fortune at Your Feet. The author, Dr. Kessler, he passed away in 07. And all on seller finance, lease options, wraparounds, agreement for deeds, all that kind of stuff, separate land from improvements, 1031s, on and on and on. I was like, this I can do because it doesn't take money or credit, and I don't have either. Hmm. So at the back of the book was a 800 number. Walked down to my parents' house. It was about a mile away, and I couldn't use the gas in the car, right, because I needed that for the job, right? So I walked down there, borrowed their, their phone, called the number. This is where the planets and the universe pays attention. And Dr. Kessler answered the phone. Dr. Kessler picked up. Mm-hmm. No kidding. And I said, hey, listen, I read this book and it's on this. And, da, da, da. and he goes, that's my book. I wrote that. And I said, okay, great. What do I need to do? And he goes, I'm taking five people on to personally mentor. Great. What do I need? Here's your homework. Write down your hero and why. And then fax it to me. Yeah. And Faxing is a thing that they have before the interweb. I had had to look at the younger ones in our in our room here. Like, you know what I mean? They're the old dialogue. So I have five heroes. My dad, the top one, Uh, Alexander the Great. We could get into that story another time. But I have five heroes. Wrote it down. Why? Boom. Sent it off to him. Scheduled the time. Called back, and he goes, "Great. Want to bring you on?" I said, "Fantastic." Now, what's next? $6,000. $6,000. Of course. That's going to take me. Let's see. <laughs> Great. I'll call you back. And I walked out the door. Dad was amazing over hearing all conversations. And he goes, son, you think it would get you on your feet? Yeah. Great. I'll loan you the money. Just like that. Back yeah. in 1997. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I know how much $6,000 was worth back in 1997. Yeah. That's a huge deal. Yeah. My dad, my, my dad was the executive vice president for Blue Cross and Blue Shield in Utah. So I was raised in corporate. Right. And I'm the youngest of three boys. So I spoiled Ron. Right. By the time I, I got up into high school, dad was in his highest peak income and my brothers were out. Right. So you were living so a good life. It's like, yeah. yeah. You know, even now my brothers are like, you were so spoiled. Yeah. Not my issue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not my problem. My parents were trying my, until they ex- had me. Exactly. <laughs> they, so, hey, they screwed up on you. So, yeah. Borrowed the money, got in every Tuesday afternoon from 2.30 to 3.30 in the afternoon, phone call. With Dr. Kessler? With Dr. Kessler, and he taught me everything. It was Tuesday for a year, and we, man, went. The only thing I've never been involved with now over all these 27 years are billboards. Oh, wow. Just never got involved. But high-rise and strip malls and little buildings like this and flipping, and yeah, you've been doing it all. Okay, so you're on the phone with uh, this wealth, this tremendous wisdom. What was your first impression getting on the phone? I mean, here you are, a young man, and I'm I'm just going to say, just looking at you, that may have been like probably the lowest point of your life. Like you were, yeah, the divorce had just happened. You're sleeping on a you know shitty and mattress. It's funny because it was twenty. I even posted this on Facebook just the other day. Twenty seven years ago this month is when it all took place, and. Um, as I shared on Facebook, I had the best self-pity party. Uh, I was drunk the entire January because I was looking for answers at the bottom of the bottle mm. and only discovered the bottom of the bottle. Yeah. Well, there's got to be another one in that bottle. There's got to be one in that bottle. And then finally it was like, dude. That's enough of that. Yeah. Pull this together. What do you do on it? Three kids and all that kind of stuff. You know, I didn't have them. 
And that's when I started going through things and realizing that life deals you whatever you're willing to take. And then you start looking at the definitions that you attach to everything you're dealing with. So the, you, you, I'm sure you guys have read uh, uh, Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Mm -hmm. That's a, a reflection of my life. My dad was the poor dad. Corporate, save your money, let the bank take care of your money, bank will always be there for you, all that kind of stuff, right? And my mentor was the rich dad, taught me all the entrepreneur, how to step into it, right? And now I have fun with it saying, you go to the bank, the bank loves you to put their money in there. They love you so much. As you go out, they give you a sucker. Thank you so much. And what type <laughs> of sucker do they give you? Dumb, a dumb. dumb, dumb sucker. And on and on and on, right? Because we're not taught how to do money. My parents, were they came up in the Great Depression. They didn't know how to do money. So, yeah, sitting on this phone call, this guy's starting to break my head and just opening things up. I was like, wait, what? what? How do you do that? Were okay. you taking like this stuff where you going back to your dad being like, hey, this is what I learned this week? Or were you, was it just something you were internalizing? How were you, I guess, digesting these giant bites of wisdom? Now you make me feel bad because I know I did go back to my dad, right? I mean, we talked about it and all that conversation stuff, but he was so, he was busy doing his thing. Yeah. Right. His relationship and with money was completely outside. Completely this. different. Relationship with me, the best. He taught me everything, how to be a great father and all that kind of stuff. Right. So again, he is my hero. Um, he passed in 03. So long time after for me to develop all this success. Right. Um, but I just sat there and started digesting and went more of how it was. Why? Can you explain that? So how to do something's easy, right? Oh, okay. I remember rehabbing a, a uh, or had to fix a, a broken manifold in my, in my Jeep. Well, okay. A plus B equals C. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We have laid out a bag or, or a blanket and took this part and laid it down and then put it back in the same way. Okay. How's are easy. Why? So as he was telling me, well, this is how you do a lease option. Well, why would a seller do that? Mm. why would an investor want to do that? How, those are the things. How, oh, okay, great. You go in, I can give you this amount of money and we'll take over your payments and this and this. Those are hows. Mm -hmm. Why would they do that? So then I started playing the mind game, right? How do you get into the psyche of people? And then I started paying attention to reading sales books. Mm. Because if you can become a good salesperson, you can close anything. Because it's just understanding why are they doing that? Yeah. So, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, what's going on in your life? How, why are, Why do you need to unload this? Well, this happened. Okay. Here's a solution. Mm. I have multiple solutions. Right. And then sales, it's always the feel, felt, found, right? Man, Topher, I understand exactly how you feel. Jennifer felt the same way. Let me tell you what she found out. And everybody goes, oh, okay. Not what I found out. And then Dr. Kessler gave me two amazing strategies. And the first one, or pitches, I guess we go. The first one is, suppose I could show you. And that's the pitch. Suppose I could show you how you can get more money than you're asking for your property right now. Then you finish it with any reason you wouldn't listen. Hard See, to say no to that. Well, you're going to say no. But it's a no with they the head shake, yes. Right. Think about it when you're shopping, you go in and they say what? Hey, thanks for joining us or thanks for coming in. Can I show you something? No. 
just looking because our human nature is no, I want to stay in control. Yeah. So you're giving them a no, but it's the no that works. Exactly. It's the no with yes. Yeah. Right. It's this. Is there any reason you wouldn't want to hear? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, ma'am, suppose I could show you a way that you can get more money for your house than you're asking right now. Get you in the this, hottest market. Get you out of this. Get you into else. that. Suppose I could show you how you could stop all the payments. Suppose I could show you or the, 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 the bank from foreclosing. Suppose I could. Suppose I could. Any reason you want to listen? No, I'd listen. Awesome. Boom. And these yellow pads are my workshop. That's it. Everything's right here because all of this in contract scares the hell out of people. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm just going to sit down and say, Hey, what are you looking for? Oh, okay. You need this. What's your payment? Okay. The th- next thing I learned from him was I'm reasonable and negotiable. No, RG, I can't do that. Well, I'm reasonable and negotiable. What can you do? I'm reasonable and negotiable. What can you do? Yeah. So, so you're the, saying, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to hear what you have to say. Let's hear it. And there's usually not an answer. Correct. Correct. They don't know. All they know is that they have to remove the pain, right? The big guy, Tony Robbins, always teaches that, right? It's pain and pleasure. And then we have more pleasure, pleasure, which gives us that, all those kind of things, right? So you've got to look at it. What's their pain? Hmm. What is their pain they're going through? And then how do you come in with a solution to resolve it? You may not be able to. You may not always. The challenge is, as most people in divorce, in marriage counseling, in real estate, in anything, they want to be the white knight. Follow me to the castle. Right? And this person's trying to figure out how the horse is running. And they're saying, well, just get the horse to run straight. Don't tell me about the castle. So you come in, oh, well, this and this and this and this. And they're going, okay. It turns into, and this is another one for you youth, right? It turns into Charlie Brown's teacher. Yeah. Wah, 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 wah. And they sit on the other side and they see you flapping, but nothing. Yeah. They're on overload. Mm-hmm. So why? They shut down. Hmm. Yeah. So when you use the words, on, um, and I do believe that words have power. You're casting a spell. I believe in that. Um, if you ever read The Four Agreements, it talks about yep. the, the magic of the words. Um, what is the magic of the words that we're discussing when I say that I'm reasonable and negotiable? What am I communicating to you if I say that? So, hey, what you're going to tell me, I'm reasonable. I'll listen to you. I'm not stuck on what I need. Mm. And I'm negotiable, meaning there's got to be a, a middle, middle of the road. Mm. Clear. So it's taking this down and just, guys, just throw all that away. Let's lay it on the table. What do you need? Now, you may not be able to resolve it. And that's the whole thing that I finally get to is when I run my numbers, those are my numbers. And I know exactly what I can purchase this property for so that I can turn a profit. I'm not a real estate investor. I've never been a real estate investor. I consider myself a businessman. My product's real estate. The only reason I went in or the main reason I went into real estate is because it's the biggest money. So when I said the money, right, it's the biggest money. I have massive goals. And these massive goals take massive amounts of money. Mm. Right. Right. And if, if drugs were legal and good, I'd be in the drug business because there's a whole lot more money. But it's not good. Right. But I always have. And I always say, and she knows this, one of my companies is uh, Pallets of Money, LLC. Because mm. I believe you need pallets of money. And I always look at it, drug lord money, when it's seized, it's always wrapped in on pallets. Yeah. You need to have a warehouse full of pallets of money 
Because if you do not have that, you're not secure. And if you're not secure, you can't secure someone else. Hmm. I fly all the time. I'm out every week. This happened to be one weekend. I'm not. <laughs> I'm usually on so some plane. It. Yeah, some plane. <laughs> right. And they always write in there, when a mask will drop, secure yours first before helping someone else. It's the same thing with money. Secure you. You get into position. See, we're raised in a Western culture that everything tied with money is emotional. Hmm. It's all emotion, right? And in the Eastern culture, they don't care because it's not based on that. It's based on happiness. It's based on memories. It's based on experiences and everything else. And money just happens. But we're not raised that way. We're raised to keep up with the Joneses. We're raised to get the next bike. We're raised to get this. Oh, you've got that. I need to modify mine. And oh my gosh, you did this. And I like that paint job. And we're motivated by all of that. Hmm. So it becomes emotional. So think about it as you're driving down the road or, man, you know, oh, just a couple of days ago, the water heater ran out. And I have daughters at home. Oh, dear. That's Very an emergency. Important. Bingo. <laughs> you can either hyperventilate or you can make a decision. Mm -hmm. Right? Either way, a decision had to be made to fix the water heater. Right. So I could either stress about it and hyperventilate with my brown paper bag, right? Or just make the decision. Well, if you don't have the money, now what you're doing is what? Robbing from here to pay here. And this economy we're in sucks. I don't care who you are, what your belief is, it sucks. The money's not going as far. Then when we had the pandemic shut us down, yes, people pulled money back in, but some weren't making money either. Right. And therefore, that nest egg is not going as far. Mm -hmm. And again, as a Western culture, now we're back and it's eat, drink, and be merry again. I was just in Orlando and I go to Disney World and it's wall to wall people. I'm like, where's if we're having a tough economy, where's all these people coming from? There was a lot of Europeans, but even still going, it's eat, drink, and be merry. Right, because they're just less spend. We don't need to. It's no big deal. Da 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 da. We had, you know, a great economy. We paid off things. We dropped things down. On on on. But guess what's not going far anymore? Money. Money. Right. And then we have this new thought pattern that, oh my gosh, a dozen eggs is seven dollars, but I got to go to Starbucks. Really, you're going to be pissed off about eggs, and you've got a seven dollar cup of coffee in your hand, fifteen hundred dollar phone. You know, wake this stuff up. You got to look at it now. Get yourself in a position. My my sister in law asked me years ago. She goes, "What if? Which would you prefer to have? Everybody here for Christmas, or a few people here and a ton of packages?" Easy choice. Yeah. See, my easy my answer was, "Why not have them all?" There you go. Both. I like that answer. Right. Why not put yourself in a position? Yeah. The easy answer was, "I'd love to have family around me." You know, presents are presents. But why not have everybody around me and presents going up the wall? Abundance mentality. Right? It just said only that. We went, my, my youngest was born Christmas morning. Great Christmas present, right? So she wanted to take or wanted to have her birthday somewhere else, Disney World. So we took 14 of, 2014, 2016, 2016, we took 21 of us, in-laws, grandkids, on, 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 21 of us out to Disney for 11 days. Wow. How cool, huh? Uh, that makes my brain hurt. <laughs> <laughs> a, lot, a lot of chasing and hurting cats. Oh, Absolutely. Right? <laughs> but the whole thought pattern was, we have it. 
we don't get out of here with it. Yeah. But we do get out of here with memories. Yeah. It's just my feeling. Huh. So now you sit and talk with all these family, all 21 of them, like, remember when we did this? Remember when we did this? Mm-hmm. Right. So that's the reason I got into real estate. So going back into the words, the reason I got into real estate and move it as fast as I can is because I have massive goals. And it's changing things. So the opportunity comes up, like we were talking about before getting online, right? The building next door and the, the people in there, we funded their business. Well, that got them off the ground. So now what's happening with their children? How was that rippled to them? What would take it to that? Couldn't have happened if I didn't have money. Not I'm any better than anybody else. It's just God put me in a position where it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. You have a resource and you're using it the you're using it the right way. If if you had other resources and you were using it inappropriately, impro- it would. It's the same thing for me. It's mm-hmm. just, but this is called money. Mm-hmm. I think it's an that's an interesting perspective that you put on how we load um, emotionally load money in this um, in this culture of ours, and I think that it's really unhealthy. Um, I, I'm chasing it, and I, I catch myself um, putting my entire value. Who am I? What am I worth into the, the, the how many of those little paper squares I have in my back pocket? And it is just such a load of shit because it has nothing to do with that. My infinite value has nothing to do with the accounts that I have. However, it sure does make things easier. Amen. And I can do a lot more good in this world with Amen. that infinite value if I have that money. And so how did you, I guess the question that I would have for you right away is like, how did you put it in? Um, I'm doing the activities, and so the money is showing up, kind of that Eastern mentality that you were discussing. Because I would love to be able to gain a healthy relationship with the cash. And I came from just, you know, very poor. And so, like, I am I have a fear of being poor. And I'm not. My life is I'm really very blessed. Not rich by any means, but I'm, I'm chubby. You know what I mean? I'm getting enough to eat around here. Oh, I have a lot invested in yeah. this, too. <laughs> <laughs> We're not just real estate investors. Yeah, here. you get what I'm saying. We are consumers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, in more than one way. And so the question is, how do you develop that healthy relationship, that balance? Actually, can, can, I, can I interject real fast? No, no. I want, you... I want to answer my question. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I, I got you. I got you. Okay. Well, I, I want to know before you get to that, how did you go from sitting in a couch, you know, with a little frying pan? Where did it? Where did this mindset start from? Was it strictly from Dr. Kessler? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I I have to go. Well, he opened it again. You resonated with the truth. Because he already had it. Because I had it growing up. Yeah. I shoot. I was. I my podcast yesterday. Um, I was talking with a good friend of mine out in uh, New York, and he and him and I were laughing at how similar our our paths were. Right at my dad at eight years old, put us on motorcycles. So I've been on a bike since eight years old, which is phenomenal. All my brothers, they sold theirs, but I just stayed in the game. Right. And, uh, he said, okay, I'll buy you first. After that, you want to upgrade? It's up to you right now. You're eight years old. So dad instilled upon us the opportunities of good, hard work. Pride, my dad only pride had and ownership. All yeah. Of things. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and pay for performance. But yeah. that was my dad's biggest thing. Exactly. Work, right? Yeah. Pay for performance. You Bust your ass and you'll get paid for it. Yeah. And if you don't, don't do it again. Yeah. Go another place where you get paid for what you what you do. Mm-hmm. So sixth grade, excuse me. Yeah, from sixth grade to seventh grade. So that summer. I figured out, had my mom go buy massive bouquets of carnations. And then I peeled them apart one by one, and I stood on the corner here in Salt Lake or Midvale, 7200 South and State Street, with four or five buckets, 
and I sold them for a quarter. And I did it every Friday, every Saturday. Mom would buy them on Friday, and I'd stand there Saturday, and I'd sell them. And by the time I got to my seventh grade, I had a new motocross motorcycle. No kidding. And everybody's like, what'd you do over the summer? Bought a motorcycle, what'd you do? That was the mentality, right? My friend there in New York was talking about buying 10 cent candy and selling it at school at 25 cents, and then setting up some big uh, concert series at the high school. And these guys came in and then nobody knew that he had one cash box at one door and one cash box at the other door and was paying, charging the high schoolers to come into <laughs> Racket. <laughs> till, till the principal found out. Yeah. Right? And he just smile and go, uh, whoops. <laughs> you didn't know about that one. So you can have that box. Yeah. We'll keep that box. So I had that. Okay, the first marriage stifled it. When that divorce happened, my pity party, then Dr. Kessler, uh, and his whole thing was, why are you holding yourself back? And then I read a statement or, yeah, a statement from Walt Disney. Never say think outside the box because you acknowledge there's a box. Just think. Isn't that awesome? That's a good one. Mm -hmm. I went, oh. And I've always been fascinated with Disney, always, since I was a kid. I mean, obviously, yeah. obviously all my ink is all, everything, it's all Disney. And then I sat back and started looking at his stuff, and I was like, he never, he'd go and his brother would yell at him, we don't have the money for that. Okay, figure it out. So pulling that, and then kind of a good way in, and man, we're taking all your time. Girl. Oh, no, there is, this is us time. Okay, so my first deal I made $1,500 on, it was a lease option, made 1,500 bucks. Took me seven days to put that together. Took me a month to make $1,000 working at a job. Seven days to one and a half times that. Fire was lit. That's all I needed, that's all I needed. First year we went from that to $125,000. Boom, did in, 12 deals. In 97? 97. And then we never stopped, wow. never stopped. So how did I come now? Let's segue back to you. How did I come into that? Because I discovered that I was putting all of my personality and value in the dollar and it's never makes you happy. You know, people say money doesn't buy happiness. And I always smile and go, yeah, neither does poverty. Yeah. So if I'm going to be unhappy, I prefer to have a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. So then that tells you that it's not money. It's you. Okay. And a, and a friend of mine, his name's Ed Winnie Jones. He's from, he's a Kiwi from New Zealand. And he's a shaman. And he said, the longest, hardest journey you'll ever make is between your head and your heart. Mm. You put those two together, everything disappears. Everything disappears. So that's how you start looking at it going, Money doesn't care. Money doesn't care who owns it. It's neutral. It makes good people great and bad people evil. It's just the nature of who you are, right? So, yeah, I'm chasing money. Are you kidding? I have a safe at home. It's, in, it's nice here in Utah, right? Because we have the under, uh, under the porch cold storage, sure. right? So we go down that stairs and walk into that. My wife has part of it, and then I've got a full uh, uh, safe, right? Open that up and it's just lined with monies and my guns and all that kind of stuff. And everybody's like, well, why don't you get gold? Well, because I can't carry gold in case there's a natural disaster. 
Well, what if the dollar changes? Well, then I have kindling to start fire. <laughs> right? Either way, either way. But what it does for me is when I open that vault and I see the money, I know everything's taken care of. So my mentality goes this way. Let's, and it's not a big house payment now, especially here in Utah, but let's just use easy money. Let's say it's $1,000 a month. That means you need $12,000 a year to take care of the payment. So if you need $10,000 a month to take care of all your cars and all the schooling and all that kind of stuff, that means you need $120,000 a year. Okay, great. So every $120,000 I generate, that secures my family for a year. So every 1.2, I just took care of my family for 10 years. So that way I go 2.4 million. She's got, my wife's 10 years, 11 years younger than I am. Right, and I got babies and grandbabies and all that kind of stuff. And so I look at it that way, okay, 2.4 million, that's 10 year, 20 years. I got it, I got it. Okay, I'm 63, I'm gonna be gone. Okay, Not they're for done. a long time. They're done. And that's just my mentality. Oh, I got it, I'm going to 100. <laughs> okay. Methuselah's got nothing on me. <laughs> So I, no, seriously, I, I, I was talking with a, a life insurance the other day, and he's like, how old do you think you'll go to? I said, you got a policy to 110? No, it starts at, it stops at 100. Well, I guess for you, I'm at 100, because then I'll deal with the other 10. He's like, okay. I told my wife I'm halftime. Halftime, 63. We're just getting started. You ready to go? She goes, lock and load. Right? It's just a thought pattern. So going back on that, when you think about it is, I don't look at money for money. I look at what I can do. And the more I have, the more fun I have. I remember years, years back, man, all I wanted was a, a Harley because the first marriage and then you're building and all that kind of stuff. Right? I just wanted to get back, get a Harley, get a Harley, get a Harley. So every flight I'd get on, somebody would say, because I was wearing a Harley shirt, and somebody would say to me, so what do you ride? Heritage Softdale. I didn't have a bike. I didn't have one. Heritage Softail. Heritage Softail. Now I have three. Hmm. And they're all custom. And they're all pimped out. And they're all Heritage Softail because I just won't buy anything else. Are there other bikes out there that ride better? Yes. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> uh, they ride well for me. That's all I'm concerned, right? That's what you want. Yeah. And my wife's like, why do you have three? You only have one ass. I said, I know, it just depends on the mood. Right. This is my bagger. This is my low rider. This one here's running here. This one's loud. I, you know, all that fun stuff, right? But when it ends, so uh, Monday nights, I do a, a uh, she's, I don't know what else to call it other than Monday night motivation. Yeah, Monday night motivation. It's a 30 minute, I, am, I hate long meetings. I hate setting in at 30 minutes, I shut down. I'll watch the clock. We get about 23 minutes into yeah. it. It's like, all right, I got to wrap this thing up. But I've had guests on there where I've gone four, three episodes because they want to keep going. It's like, no, we're 30 minutes. Next week, we'll get mm -hmm. you on. No, next week, He's we'll get you word. on. It's like, I don't want to be. So anyway, we do that every Monday night, seven o'clock every Monday night. And everybody jumps on, don't jump on, don't care. Sometimes it's me. Sometimes it's 30, 40 people. How do we find it? Um, I can give you guys and you can post it and stuff. Again, it's free. It's just like last week I was talking about, um, or last Monday night, what did I talk about? Anyway, we're starting into the first year yeah. or the first of the year, all that kind of stuff. Focus. Oh, gratitude. Mm -hmm. Yeah, gratitude. Series. So I got into talking about, everybody talks about a vision board, right? Got to have a vision board. Got to have a vision board. Years ago, I came up with, you got to have a gratitude board. And then I came up with, you got to have an accomplishment board. So here's my vision. Well, what have I done? Well, here's my accomplishment board. 
And then here's my gratitude board. And what I'm discovering is the more and clearer I am on the gratitude board, the faster the vision board goes to my accomplishment board. Because when you're thankful for something, the universe is going to show you even more of what you're grateful for. I like the board concept, but we've been doing some stuff on, on our podcast I saw your I saw your eyes tweak right, and that's just and that's what you got to look at because everybody talks mission statements, and I don't do mission statements. I worked with Franklin Covey years back, and all that kind of stuff. And my mentor taught me do a life objective, have a life objective. His was uh, to live well and make money. Simple, simple, and then he matched everything up. When doing this, will it make money or give me? a well life. Can I live well with this? No, then don't do it. Mm. Yes, it will. Then go after it with a vengeance. My wife sent me something today. It said, during failure, keep your head up. During success, keep your head down. Mm. It's like, oh, babe, there's some power in that one. There's some power in that one because we're always just the opposite, right? right? When we're failure, we're down and if you go through and listen to Tony Robbins stuff, right? He's always, hey, picture this, you know, down. No, and that's what we do. And then in success, we kind of pump, right? We beat our chest. Peacock up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Peacock up. And that's the worst time. To be doing it. That's the worst time to be yeah. doing it. Yeah. Right? And, and my mentor taught me, get as much as you can get without anybody knowing how much you have. And then give as much as you can without anybody knowing where it comes from. Hmm. I was like, Yeah. That's a great way to live. Mm-hmm. So mine is, if it brings me peace, profits, and passion, I'm in. If it doesn't, it's not worth my time. It's the not worth piece. my time. Piece. Yeah, I'm not going to give it energy. Good. I'm not going to do that. We have conversations all the time about this. I'm not doing it. I mean, I was so frustrated. I mean, even her text, she probably shared them with you guys. So frustrated. I posted it. You'll see it on Facebook. I posted Took a picture. And this is why I'm not employable. <laughs> he was his tagline earlier. <laughs> that's word right. for word. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just sitting there. Finally, I went, okay. Clicked on my, pulled up YouTube, grabbed the 528 hertz frequency, which is chakra alignment. Boom. Turned it on and went, okay. Ground yourself. Again. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. I'm not in the accident. It's okay. I'm just driving. Relax. So yeah, you just pull yourself back in. So the time to the time to drop your head is when it needs it. Right? It gets oh, I have so many people, and you know this because we're in similar uh, circles. That say, man, if I could just shadow you, let me shadow you for a day. It's like yeah, 27 years ago. Because what I do now is not what you need to be doing. Yeah. My son's 40, came to me years ago, and he goes, Dad, I want to do what you do. Great, then do what I did. Hmm. Go clean a toilet. Go dig underneath. Go do this. Go do that. Oh, because if you do what I did, you'll understand what it takes to get here. Yeah. Roll that. Roll the roller. Do the thing. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Zig Ziglar taught me that years mm-hmm. ago. I had breakfast with him. and, and You had breakfast with Zig Ziglar? Oh, that's amazing. Seriously? That's oh, yeah. cool. I've been so blessed. He has so some blessed. great stories. Seriously. I've been around this industry and business for so long that I'm known as the mentor's mentor because for a lot of the, 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 the flip shows that are out there, my firm does all the training for them. Hmm. 
No kidding. Yeah, mm -hmm. so they come to me to do all of it. That's where we were talking before we came on live, right? The, uh, what we can say and what we can say, right? And contracts, and we were having this conversation. What yeah. can your contract do? Yeah, we get around it, okay? But, because I've been in it this long. And then my mentor was the mentor for all of the old dogs, right? Robert Allen and uh, um, Carlton Sheets and all that. My mentor taught them. So I'm, now there's one, Ron Legrand. Okay, so Robert Allen, Ron Legrand, myself. <laughs> were, I know, right? The ugly house and the pretty house yeah. and all that, right? Going that's, way back, that, right? Yeah, that's that's a... That dates a, us. Yeah, thank you for yeah, that. You're, you're welcome. so welcome. <laughs> you're so welcome, right? <laughs> so, so, yeah, I've been around this stuff. So, yes, I've had breakfast with that. I've, I've been on stage with, with Magic Johnson and, and, and on and on, on. Just, just life's been cool. But Zig Ziglar said to me, he goes, you know what it took to generate what you did last year. Mm -hmm. What are your goals this year? And do you know the energies it's going to take to do the difference? Mm. So if you did 50,000, you want to do 100, do you know what it's going to take to get the extra 50? Mm. Um, it's interesting. I, I coach real estate agents and they think that there's a... Um that the same amount will develop more, that they're going to do the same thing they did last year. But this year, I'm going to close 60 deals and I'm going to do it in the same area with the same market and the same people. Well, it's, none of it's the same as it was last year. And so that's a, the perspective right there is, is a very wealthy perspective because what does that even mean? So that's what you did last year. What's it going to cost you to do that again or to do better? See, that's a powerful word right there. Cost. Yeah. Yeah. Emotionally, physically, all the energy. Bingo. Yeah. Bingo. Because that's an umbrella word. Yeah. Right. When yeah. you start looking at it, we're talking verbiage and stuff. You got to look at umbrella words. Okay. And, and I've also changed and, and I give this to Tony Robbins because he always talks about change your definitions. Right. And so when you say, I'm going to go make money, that's an incorrect process for our brains because we've been brought up that the treasury department makes money. They print it. They make the money. Right. We don't. We exchange hours for dollars mm. or we generate money. We don't make it. So when you start changing some of those words, I. Words have power. Yeah. I generate X. So what are you going to generate next year? Mm. Then what's that going to cost you to generate that? Mm. Hmm. Now you start looking at it and going, because we're only certain so many, you know, I mean, we don't have so many hours and all that kind of stuff. So going from a, one of the great phrases from Ron LeGrand, right? The less you do, the more you make. Phenomenal statement. The less, the less you, you do, do the, the more, more you, you make. make, right? Think about it in a rehab. You pick up the paintbrush. Now you're generating the income of a tradesman. Nothing against those because we need them, right? Because yeah. I suck at painting, right? <laughs> suck at the trades. I know what I'm good at and it's not that. <laughs> Okay. So when you're looking at all those kind of things, the less I do, the more I make, the more I generate, the faster I can get mm. that. What's your time worth? What's your skill set? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes good sense. Interesting. Your mind's a turning over there. It is. Right? Yeah. I'm, I'm taking I'm some notes. I'm, good stuff. I keep forgetting that I have the podcast. I can go back. I don't have to take the notes that I, <laughs> I want to take. <laughs> I've never heard this side of the table so quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad, but I don't know how to shut up. No, no, no. No, you have going. golden nuggets, my friend. Yes. That's why I brought you on. We're tuned in. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. So um, amazing, amazing uh, information. I couldn't write it quick enough. Um, we, I had a ton of notes here for you that um, was shared with me about um, 
the different um, strategies and areas of investment and different tools and all the things that's associated with um, creating um, success if I were to be an investor or a salesperson that has a product of real estate. And um, there's a the thing I love about real estate is it's it's only limited by your imagination so far in my experience. And that imagination can be pretty great. You can put things yep. together if you don't if you go in and you have the the tools yep. to use. Um, how did you build? So you had your first your fifteen hundred dollar deal in seven days. How did you build confidence in in that? Like, so you're talking to the doctor, you know, to do a financial deal from going from a thousand dollars for a month to fifteen dollars and fifteen hundred dollars in seven days. It's a, there's a leap in the financial thermostat. Like there's a confidence, like, do you get what I'm saying? Get where I'm trying to go. Like how, uh, how were you worthy of that? That's a good question. Wow. There's a powerful word. Yep. It's a loaded word and I, I hate to use it, but it's the word that really is the yep. thing that holds Especially us back or Utah. holds us up. A hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. That's why I stopped when, when, I mean, yeah, I was going down a path and all of a sudden you just, you know, threw the spikes in front of me. <laughs> Sorry um, because this is how I believe we were all created in abundance. All of us, man created scarcity. We bought into it. Okay. Okay. And we were taught into it from teachers, from Sunday school teachers, from parents, from on and on and on. Money doesn't grow on trees, boys. Exactly. Get it out of your mouth. It's dirty. Yes, it is. I mean, that sucks, but still right. Everything about money is negative. It was in my household. Man, the definition of success from my dad was get a degree, get a job, stay there. Yeah. I can think about the, uh, my dad always quoted the, uh, a rich man can no sooner go to the kingdom of God than a camel through an eye of a needle. Like those were some of the things yeah. that, you, you, you know what I'm talking about? A fool and his money are soon parted. It's endless. It's exactly. endless. Exactly. Yeah. On and on and on. So I started looking at it, well, thinking if we're all created in abundance, and I don't care what your belief is. Get to the God the way you get to your God. If we're all created in abundance, then why are we hesitating? Okay, so it's let me just throw that back at you because that's how I was raised. This is this is how I my relationship with money. That's my hesitancy. This would be the common answer, I would think. Okay. So now you got to look at the definition that's tagged with it. Right? Because you seriously, so what I did. I'll give you my steps. I had this, this, one of these pads, right? Yellow pad with a black pen and it was a felt tip. And I got that from my mentor because, and here was his, his concept behind it. Use this as your worksheet as well with the homeowner, because we are geared to pay attention to yellow and black. You look at the yield signs, you look at the crosswalk signs, you look at the buses, everything is all about colors. So he said, so use that. So I just naturally had a bunch of those, right? So then I started writing down at the top of a page, a real estate strategy. And then I wrote down with a homeowner or seller's meant a hat on. If somebody came to me with a lease option, what objections would I have? This is sales 101. Yeah. Right. And so I wrote those down, then put it away and then came back with the solution to the objection. Or a new objection. It was, it was a growing document. Correct. So then all of a sudden I said, now I have these multiples, lease options, subject twos, wraps, all that kind of stuff. And in my mind, I've already resolved that. 
So when I sit down with the homeowners, they throw out a, 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 an objection. Oh, I've already resolved that. It's like T-ball. You're ready to hit that ball. Yeah. So I got in. I was like, okay, great. So confidence? Are you kidding? I still don't. All I know is this. There's a difference between comfort and confidence. And you may never be comfortable. But have the confidence in the formula. And if you've got confidence in the formula, run the formula. Always run the play. Get you, yeah, Exactly. Get your game out of it. Right? Sun Tzu said that, right? I've discovered the enemy in Israel. Get out of our way. That's the biggest challenge. So your relationship with money, I know how mine was. Okay, I was raised in that what's very, very prominent here in, in Utah, right? And I was raised in that mentality. And, oh, you got to give it. And poverty and humility are, are, are one in the sight of God. Yeah. Bullshit. No. Humility is your standing before your, your Savior. Poverty is a mon men mental game. It's mm. just a thought pattern, mm. right? There was, I was watching a thing on, it's on Netflix right now, and it's a, a takeoff of The Secret uh, by Rhonda Byrne. Mm -hmm. um, and she's having a hard time. It's a single mom. The, 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 uh, husband, the father passed away, and she's having a hard time, and they wanted pizza. And the little kid says, we're poor. And the mom spun and she said, no, we're broke. We're not poor. Two different things. Mm. I went, ooh, there's some power. Yeah. Yep. There's power some power. Universe. It's a mindset, right? It's just a mindset of things. And, and now I talk to my daughters and I look at them. They're, they're dancing. They're my youngest one's a cheerleader, right? She's a, doing the cheer thing tonight at, at, at uh, Mountain View. And I just tell them, look, you don't have to be the best. You just have to be better than you were yesterday. Hmm. Better than you were a minute ago. There's no competition. The biggest competition is the real estate between our ears. Mm -hmm. Right? There's two ways you get out of bed. You get out of bed with an opportunity or you get out of bed with a complaint. Mm -hmm. That's a choice. Always a choice. Hmm. It's always a choice. I had a hell of a day today. It was just not good. So it's like, I'm out of here. So I went, had to drop some stuff out at UPS and I'm driving back. My wife texts me. She goes, you Okay. No, God damn it, this and this is not going through everything. She's like, it's all a choice. And then that's when she sent me that text. And I'm like, I love you, girl, but damn, why do you use, why do you do that, right? Good <laughs> being right. Exactly. <laughs> but then I thought back, got home, was like, yeah, it's all a choice. It's all a choice. So now you start looking at it, but what are the definitions? Because they're deep. They're deep-seated. Yeah. Right? You've got to look at it, and you've got to have that coming to Jesus meeting with yourself. you got to take that. I call it my wealth manifesto. You got to take that time to go through everything. For for almost a year, I carried one of those uh, little mead spiral bound, the little tiny ones, right, that I could put in my pocket. And I stole a pencil. Yes, I stole a pencil from the bank, the little golf pencils. And, and I'd write down a word and then the definition I had with it. And then I'd look at it. Is that an enslaving definition or an empowering definition? Mm. Do I believe this? Is it, If it's an enslaving one, get rid of it. What do I replace it with? Mm. Right. Dad's definition, as I shared, right. Success was degree job. I had to change that because I cannot be employed. Man, you get me in a cubicle. Mm. I'll blow the I'll, I'll go postal. Right. By and, lunch. Right. Yeah. 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 It's just like, oh, this doesn't work. So, ma'am, my definition of success, success is when God gives me another day on top of the ground. Hmm. If I put my feet on top of the ground in the morning I'm a success, everything's gravy. That doesn't mean I manage it well. But at least I don't have to worry about am I successful or not.
because my definition says, yes, you're still alive. You still have a brain, you can still see, you can still read, you can still listen, you can still calm yourself down, you can still go through all those things. You still have those? Yeah. All right, so that being said now, let's say that we take that safe that's in the basement and it is kindling. All the things, all the things that you've worked your whole life for, you're starting from scratch again now. Here we are, 63. Um, if that's the attitude, then you're good to go either way. Either way. Do you believe that? Yeah, and I've proved it. Yeah, you've done it before. Yeah, well, let me back this up. The pandemic proved it for me. Tell me more. So I, I do seminars. That's what I love. I do real estate because it provides me an opportunity. I don't have to work to do my passion. Right? They always say, find your passion and then do it. And my passion's vacation. <laughs> <laughs> All I, do, all I want to do is go on vacation. Uh, she knows that. Yes. Where are you? I'm in Orlando. Yeah. What are you doing there? Disney. Where are of you? Oh, we're on here. What are you doing? In fact, I just booked another Disney trip. We're leaving here in, in a couple of weeks. I just got back from Disney uh, on the 4th, right? And then I was there for Halloween, right? So everybody says, well, then be a travel agent. No, because then I have to work in my passion. I don't want to do that. So I decided years back as the generating capital with real estate, allows me to do my passion, which is teaching. Hmm. And so I love to teach, but I don't have to do it for money, but I'm not doing it for free because I've got a lot of years of intellectual knowledge and you're not getting it for free. You're going to pay me for that, mm -hmm. right? Even she's been involved with that. You're going to pay me for my intellectual knowledge. Now, will I come down and do this kind of stuff? Will we go help others? No, 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 100%. Right. So then I started looking at it going, okay, great. Now we get to 20 end of 2019 and it's just normal in the seminar industry that the holidays and stuff, everybody just shuts down so forth. So we get now coming back in January of 2020 and start hearing some rumors. And then as, it's the, all year, canceled. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as the year progresses, there's no mass gatherings and on, 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 boom, shuts down the world, the world of my passion and it's shut down. Mm. And now I'm an old dog needing to learn new tricks Ooh. online. Oh, I'm way behind the game, way behind the game on line stuff. How do you do these? What's a zoom, hmm. right? All that kind of stuff going on. Now we're getting it right. And all that kind of stuff. I was still trying to figure out iMovie this morning. You know, it's probably just, <laughs> just easy for you. And I'm trying to upload this and over and it was like, well, now how do I save this? Well, there's got to be a YouTube for that, right? <laughs> We're doing something right now. All that kind of stuff. But it shut me down. Mm. And so, yeah, I'll share. Yeah, first of 2021 was brutal because I'd gone all 20, got to 2021, and I was in, in my closet with the, the small gun safe. And I pulled out and chambered. And that's when my wife walked in. And that's where God always steps in. And she grabbed me and she's like, we're okay. We just need to relax. So now I have no idea what the code is on the on the gun safe thing store. Yeah. Right. So it's just, and so yeah, it proved that mentally I had to get back to me. And so then it was all of, wow. It was all of 2021 that I had to go back and go deep into myself again. And there were some things I discovered finally in 2021 
that had deep rooted, uh, uh, deep roots with my mom. Mm. That you'd been carrying the whole time. Wow. In this discovery process, and thank you, by the way, for, for sharing that. In the discovery process, um, at this point in your life, um, stepping into that space, here we are now. Like, what was your, what was the big lesson? What was the, this is the thing that has now I, I stand upon and has made me the man I am kind of a thing. Understanding that my value is not attached to anything but me. Mm. Your true value is? It's me. It's the head and the heart. Because mm. all this stuff can go away, right? Yeah, it's just stuff. When you have money, you buy stuff. When you don't have money, you sell stuff. Well, in between time, invest in storage units so you can store stuff. But I mean, right there. <laughs> that is a great strategy, so, by the way. Which is, <laughs> I have one in Mobile, Alabama. It's, it's, a great, yeah, it's a great storage unit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just stuff. It's just stuff. Right. And so then I sat with my wife and then I watched my girls and now our middle, she's just turned 20. Now she's the one expecting and I'm going, this is blood of blood. And the excitement of this and it wasn't expected. Right. And so now you've got this 19 year old that's in fear that I've got to go talk to mom and dad. Right. And I remember I was in Kansas City. My wife calls me or sends me a text. Can you step away and FaceTime? Sure. I'm just enjoying some scotch. So not a big deal. So I step out and she goes, it's like, gosh, what's Here up? We go. What's up? Yeah. Yeah. She goes, well, Reese, that's her girl. She's pregnant. And what hit me was, this is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> this is the coolest thing ever because how, how can I as a father, chastise her in a very scary time it's an emotional high for her right and again going back to tony robbins things are anchored in high emotion times mm. right and so i'm going okay this she's 19 how, how, boom and all of a sudden and she came up and she asked mom i don't know if i've even shared this with you jennifer she goes is it possible to have five false positives? You <laughs> <laughs> didn't tell me that. No. And my, and her mom's going, no, babe. She was no. hoping. She goes, you peed on five sticks? She goes, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and had the best. That is awesome. So you look at that, right? There was a choice. There was a choice right there. As a parent, we could have gone completely 180 on that. And we could have sat back and gone, I can't believe you stepped into this. And da, 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 da. Why didn't you take more responsibility? Or, really? Cool. Now let's make sure you're good. Let's make sure there's health. Let's make sure. Let's make sure. Right? On and on and on. So it's just all a choice. Yeah, we're so grateful because now it's just another part of the family. Mm. So going back into that, my value is based in my value. Not in the money, not in the safe, not in the guns, not in the bikes. I mean, again, I walk out and the third car garage on my house is bigger than the apartment I was in, right? And then I just smile because the house I'm in, we did it on a creative financing, took over the payments out of a foreclosure divorce. And we've been in this house at seven bedrooms, four and a half baths. I put a studio in the basement, you know, all this kind of stuff. And I was like, yeah, because I learned formulas to somebody who was in a challenge. So suppose I could show you 
And he went, oh, yeah. Yeah, if you can take over the payments, yeah, let's write this up. Mm -hmm. Take this pain away. Mm -hmm. Take, take that pain, pain away. away. So, yeah, that's it, again, proved over and over. 2008, when everything crashed, right? Man, my portfolio got rocked. I'm like, okay, well, rebuild. They're just stuff because real estate's changing. Just like you said. By the how second. You gonna, oh, my yeah. gosh, right? I mean, I'm I'm going through channels before I put on my frequency to calm myself down. I'm <laughs> just on the, on the freeway here, just hit every button I can every five seconds because it's going to change something, right? right? And I got over to one channel, and this guy's talking about here in Salt Lake how he wants to propose 38,000, no, 380,000 new permits to build new houses to do single family housing and i'm going where are you putting that infrastructure mm -hmm. yeah how am i going to drive there where are you putting that and i'm frustrated where's the water, here. Where where's the water? going with yeah. that i mean i'm out in harriman we moved out in harriman in 2006 right it was just the two lane we had just smith was just building built out there we had to drive over they just released all the water shares and you know rio tinto now is kind of caught them but rio tinto just released it all that kind of stuff and now it's just this massive growth and they put in this six lane highway that's 134th and it's still not big enough. Yeah. And now they're putting in more, I think it's like 18,000 mm -hmm. high density uh, apartments that are going in and you're putting that. Now you could have put at least two cars in each of those apartments. That's putting a minimum of two cars. They're just building a new elementary that they just opened the other elementary and it's coming in. I'm like, and how are we supposed to manage this infrastructure? And now this guy's proposing, well, that's the American dream. And, you know, we grew up in 1,300 square feet and our parents, you know, fought for this. And that's what we should have. That's what the new generation should have. Fine. But let's be smart about this thing. How can you go? I mean, I'm watching Bangator, right? And they, they put in Bangator. You go 60 miles an hour to stop and 60 to stop and 60 to stop. And then finally they figure out how to do overpasses and underpasses. Why didn't yeah. you do that before? Right. You went to school to be an engineer. As, as, as an engineering firm, you should be sitting with the county council to seeing what they're projecting and what they're getting ready to float on bonds that's coming up on the, uh, on the election so that you can then analyze the taxes that are coming through so that's not just based on that, but then we can get all of this in. We were just talking about that before you got here. Yeah, <laughs> they were doing the same exact mistake now with Mountain View and yeah. and and it's going to continue Bacchus, to happen. This lack, yeah, it's lack everything. of view it's, or vision. It's lack of vision, right? And, and and I think it's Proverbs. It might be Isaiah, but Proverbs says where uh, where there's no oh, what is it? They, they lack vision, people perish. Oh yeah, yeah. Again, yeah. I don't mm -hmm. quote a whole lot of that book, but right, but that's just where where there's no vision, people perish. Well, yeah. how do you how do you pull all that together? I mean. I just went to Murray High School, and I'm I'm sitting here at a table, and the five of us can figure this out. Vote for RG, ladies and gentlemen. Oh you got right. my vote, buddy. Right? You think I just I I scratch my head and yeah. go, "Are you kidding me?" And then mm -hmm. there's this big four lane highway that goes right behind my house, that goes over into the other side that is supposed to connect to Mountain View, close down to uh, uh, no 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 oh. over by. Redemption. Oh, redemption, yeah. Okay, yeah. so right in that. It's supposed to connect right in that area, but they don't want to connect that yet because they're pulling all the rock out of there for all of the the, the cement and everything else. Mm -hmm. 
but they've built all those houses in there. Now you do a natural disaster, there's only one way out. Two-lane road. Yep. People are having four-wheelers, and we are going four-wheelers. Yeah. That's why I don't have gold, mm-hmm. right? That's why I have a four-wheel drive, because mm-hmm. I can put all of my money in a backpack or two and throw it in the back, and I got God. kindling, and I got money, <laughs> <laughs> and my guns, and we're yeah. going to go. We're, it's, it's not that difficult. And that's the same with business, though. Same with life. It really, we make it too Poor difficult. Planning. We make it too difficult. Where do you want to be? I saw some TikTok reels, whatever it was, and this guy goes, I don't, he has very colorful words, I don't effing care what your past was. I don't effing care. It's gone. What I care is that you're putting one foot in front of the next because you got to have a vision of where you're going, right? Think about all of us on our bikes, whether we have a shield or we don't have a windshield, right? And most of our rear view mirrors are tiny. So we're not going that way. Yeah. We're not going that way. We're going this way. Right? Knees in the breeze. That's the game. Yep. That's the way it should be with life. So why all of a sudden we get off of our bike and then we step in and it's like, oh, my finances suck. Knees in the breeze. How do you do that? How do you step in? Okay. How many agents do you need to talk to? Not convince, not convert. How many agents do you need to talk to to hit your goals? 1,400. Great. Break it down. Right? Oh, well, wait a minute. I can only do so many on Zoom. Well, what you can do 500 or something like that, right? I'm learning Zoom. You can go up there and then you got big, big, big numbers in cost right after mm-hmm. that. So what if I just did 500? Well, that's three different Zooms, right? Because that would be 1,500 people. Okay. Do you have an hour each day, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? Well, yeah, I think I could work that out. Okay. There's a game plan. Well, how do I get to those 1,500 agents? Yeah, start having conversations. Go to work. Yeah. yeah. Go to work, right? Man, my football coach taught me, you don't die from hard work. You pass out first. <laughs> You're going to be all right. Then wake fair. up. Go yeah. back to none of us die from hard work. Yeah. You right. pass out first. That's funny. You all right. You throw up, then you pass out. Yeah. 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 Well, that's true, too. There's steps <laughs> before steps. it happens. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we've covered a lot of information. The the question that I would... Um... I have one real quick. No. So this list, from what I'm hearing from you, these would be house, right? Those are house. Those are house. So And if you're going to ask me anything on mortgage, I'm going to shut up because no, no, that's no. her I, house. My, 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 <laughs> my actual question is, in your mindset, how much time do you spend on house versus on wise? Hmm. Maybe the the old, old formula of 80-20, 80% on wise. 80% on wise. And 20% on house. Because I figure I'm going to surround myself with people who do what I don't do, don't know how to do, want to do, or have time to do. Mm-hmm. When you, That's why I just said, well, how does mortgage work? I don't know, ask her. Mm-hmm. How does title work? I don't know, call them. Well, do you think they'll accept that? I don't know, Jask. Well, I got this offer. Do you think the bank will take this on the, on the short sale? I don't know, Jask. Well, I haven't yet. Then you're absolutely right. They won't. It's the old uh, uh, Henry Ford, right? You think you can or can't? You're right. Right. Well, how do I do real estate? Ask a question. I had a gal call me up today from, uh, she said, Miami, Fort Lauderdale area, uh, Jamaican uh, uh, origin. And she goes, okay, so when I set this up, how do I wholesale? Okay, you're probably going to do it with an assignment. Where do I get assignment? Pull it up on the internet. 
be careful. Don't do Zoom, legal Zoom, and all that kind of stupidity. But she's an attorney. She does different. She does business attorney stuff, business law. I said, but you got friends? Yeah. You got friends that are real estate attorneys? Yeah. Ask them. Oh, okay. Then put this under contract. Put that over there. That's it? Yeah. Okay. Go to work. Oh, well, I've got 10 properties I need to wholesale. Okay. Well, sounds like you got some money. Well, well what? What? So my daughter's dad, dad, I, I, there's, there's like 200 people in the audience. I got to go out and dance a solo. And dad, have you been practicing? Yeah. Are you confident in what you've been practicing? Yeah. Okay. Who cares if there's 10? Yeah. Or I, I promise you 200 is easier than one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. And they go, well, that is why true. is that? Because 200 is going to give a better response than one clap. Yeah. You get 200 people screaming and hollering and that kind of stuff. Man, you're in the game. Yeah. Okay. Right, it's the same thing. So you just go, what do I got to do? That? Okay. Hmm. Well, then go do it. Most of us are, well, what if? What if what? What if you succeed? If is a stupid word in our, in our English language. Hmm. But what if you succeed? What if everything you put on the table works? What if you couldn't fail? What I, if? Man. Mm -hmm. That's right. I you know, you sit back in that. So that 80-20 is yeah. where I look at it, right? Because there are certain things that I need to know how. Right, right. Outside of that, it's building this up to get out the door. Sales always taught me the hardest door to get through is your own. Right. Right, you got to get out that door. Well, okay, now you're out the door. Great, go down the steps. Get out of the car. Yeah, now you're there. Get out of the car. <laughs> get out of this. Okay, man, when I was selling life insurance way back in a future, in a, future, in a past life, man, I'd drive around the appointment. I had an appointment. <laughs> I'd drive around because I'd be so scared. Yeah. Well, just go in. And then when you're in going, can we do business? No. Okay. Well, that was like, well, why not? Why not? Right. And then you learn the words. Hey, if, is there anything you would like to adjust on this? Not change or anything? Everything no. Is there anything you'd like to adjust? No, it looks good. Okay, cool. Then we can go ahead and do business, correct? Yeah. And then you go outside and throw up, do whatever you got to do to recover. <laughs> But when you're in there, it's game on. Yeah. It's game on. A friend of mine, he, he uh, was with Super Bowl uh, um, Green Bay back in the 90s, whenever they went there. And he, just, he wrote a book right after that. It's called Game On, or Suits On, Game On. Hmm. And it was a powerful book. Right? Just a small little, little, little 90 page type thing. But yeah, Suits On, Game On. And he's always played that. Hmm. Right? Huh. It's time's time. And then what it's time to stop, right? Zig Ziglar taught that, right? Mm -hmm. Be a meaningful, specific, not a wandering generality. Wherever you are, be there. That's right. how my dad taught me. Wherever right. you are, be there. Okay. Be there. Be present. Yeah. Always in the game. Mm -hmm. Then go do your thing. That's a that's very interesting. That as a so I was a professional baseball player. Okay. And nice. so there's a lot of principles that you you learn that most people don't understand. You have, no matter what, I'm going to have to take that at bat. There's a crowd up here. Okay. And on the inside, I'm, I'm shitting my pants. Yeah. I can't let the pitcher know that. I can't let this, I still have to go up there. That's right. I'm still going to go do this. That's right. How I feel right now really doesn't matter. River of sweat down yeah. your back. Doesn't matter. Everything in here. Yeah, absolutely. This guy's throwing 104. Let's go get it. Good. Bring the heat. Oh, right. is that, that's all he's got? Okay. No big deal. Go. It's yeah. just a fastball. I can hit that. That's all he's got. Right? No, that, 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 and that's that how is, you yeah. mentally that's how you, how mentally you have go. to play. Right. Really? Yes. Oh, absolutely. That's awesome. Absolutely. You have to. I, a friend of mine is dyslexic. Okay. 
and he always says no means on because he's yeah. right dyslexic yeah. no means on and he, he plays his game everything's on oh that. they tell him no oh, i'm sorry <laughs> i don't see that yeah but that's that's the same thing oh that's all he's got 104 miles an hour that's all he's got okay that's it's just a, it's just a fastball. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. Was that golf, what was that golf movie where where everything would fade yes, out? Yes, the uh, Bagger Vance. Yeah, Bagger yeah. Vance. Yeah, he'd set up to the tee, and then every time it'd go in, you just the, the camera would pull everything away. Yeah, because you just silence the world. You have to focus. Silence the white noise. That's what I tell my girls. Silence the white noise. Just silence the white noise and stay focused on your formula. Yeah, yeah. Trust and life's me. not a popularity contest. I don't care who likes me or doesn't like me. There's two people I care about that, that I hope like me, the God of my understanding and my wife. My kids won't always like me because I'm their dad first, not their friend. As they get older, I'll be their friend. But as a, as a child, I got to raise you. So don't ask me to be your friend. So I know they're not going to like me. Okay. I want my wife to like me. Like me. She doesn't always. tells me to go polish the chrome on my, my mistresses, she calls them. My <laughs> yeah, <bikes>. your bikes. <laughs> go polish the chrome with your mistresses. Okay. <laughs> And the God of my understanding, those two, if I can keep those in alignment, we're good. Mm-hmm. We're good. Put your blinders on, go to work. Right. Go to work. Duck it down like she just sent to me, right? When it's success, duck your head. And if you guys figure this out, this is what I tell everybody. If you guys go for three to five years, then you never have to worry again. Ever. Sure. Ever. But everybody wants this instant. I want the new phone. Okay. And Go. We had, we had the, the, the fax machine. We had, uh, we were laughing with my buddy in New York. He was talking about the old uh, blue ink or the, the, the memograph. Mimeographs. Yeah, memory. The smell had come oh, off of that, gosh. and you'd put it in there, and you had ink all over your hands and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that was our world, right? But we got it done. Got it done. Just because why? Put your blinders on. Right. Go to work. Yeah. And then when it's time to party, party. Whatever that is, right? It's time to play, play. Now, years ago, I'm in, in line at, at uh, Peter Pan. And I'm pulling my phone out. And it's a DocuSign. Close the deal. Right. And my oldest, my oldest daughter, she's 25 now. She goes, Mom, Dad's always on the phone. Always on the phone. And my God bless her. My wife spins and goes, do you like the lifestyle you live? She goes, yeah. She goes, then leave your dad alone. Yeah. <laughs> it's your I'm mom, like baby. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm still here playing, and we just docu-sign and close. It was like twenty-three thousand dollars that we closed on and made. Right, and I'm at Disneyland. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just barely got out of high school. <laughs> yeah. Just a kid who figured out money. Yeah, and your motivation. And the motivation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's just take one moment. Um, shifting gears, Jen. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, love. No, this Jen, is you why might. I brought you. you I might, told you. You might, yeah, this you might get another episode. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah. come, no, we'll come back totally to this. Cool. I, I told you he is. That's the reason why he's my mentor. Is he inspires not only me but everyone that he's around, and it's with true authenticity that he speaks from his heart, and we align so much. He he has saved my life in more ways than one on multiple times. And he gave me confidence to make some hard decisions. It took me some time to make those decisions. Um, But because of him, I left some bad situations. And part of the reason why I am who I am 
that you guys um, saw a little bit about before. And you, now you guys get to see why I was like, guys, you got to have him on because he truly is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And it's not like this bullshit that just flaps his mouth. He lives what he does. And uh, that's why he came here tonight also is because he believes in me and he is all about paying it forward. And I just love you. Thank you. Love you. Very much. And he's just an authentic guy that I wanted y'all to see. And I wanted your listeners and your subscribers and your YouTubers and all the people to click now. Subscribe. Do it. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> to, to partake of. Um, because he has some of those golden nuggets that are real. And he's really lived an amazing life and met some truly powerful people that he brought in to his world. He called forth. Mm. And now he's paying it forward. Because it's not just about what he can do for him. It's about how can I be who I am and pay it forward. Mm. So, but he does Thank it with you. humility. He will not brag. Well, so I'll brag about him. Amazing. What, what is absolutely fascinating to me, and I'm going to get a little selfish here for two seconds, okay? But I am struggling right now because the way my mind works, okay, it doesn't seem to exist. That's why Rob and I are real good friends, okay? That's why I've got this little small network is I'm trying to find this. Everything that you just said, all right, resonates with me 100%. They're going to work, the how you frame stuff, all of that. And we've, we've talked about this on, on levels. You're adding another element that I, I, haven't, I haven't been able to hear before where you're combining the, what I would deem as my baseball mentality, the competitiveness, the go to work and and how to do this on top of the other stuff that we're that we've been talking about. They're doing the gratitudes and doing the, the, the spiritual stuff mm -hmm. as well. And I've been struggling with it because I'm a I'm a workaholic. Okay. And I don't know how to channel this and finding people that that it makes sense to. It's it I'm I'm blown away. So isn't, isn't that who you are? Yes. All of the above. Yes. Everything you said. So well, why are you why are you separating yourself? I'm that's it's not that it's that I can't find and it's not that I'm looking for it. It's that I'm struggling for other people to being positive, no matter what. I think it's going to work great. We're working on a project right now, and I'm leading the charge out in front going, oh, hell no, this is going to work. This is going to work. And I believe it. And you just go. And if it doesn't, you pivot and you move to the next one. Okay. Perfect. But, but other people don't, don't think that way. Are they part of your vision? No, they're not. Bingo. That's fair. So surround yourself. Well, I, I, and, I, and those people are not part of it. And I understand that. It's just that the whole package that you're Then only have conversations with them about something else. Like my mom was the same way. My mom just absolutely, oh, I can't believe this. You're all driven on money and da 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 because that's all she would see. So we never had those conversations. We talk about ancestry and we talk about the church and we talk genealogy and mm -hmm. we talk about this friend that died or this one, da 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 That's all the conversations I'd have. And I was very, very selective with my time with my mom. Mm -hmm. And so, so now... Sorry, we're jumping again. No. Jump. So now you got to look at it. I was raised very, very strong in the Mormon church, right? So now you look at it that one of those commandments is honor thy father, thy mother. Mm -hmm. So now if I'm going against the things with my mom, I'm going against the things that I was taught over here. That's a balance. And I finally had to come in and go, but that's an enslaving. Yeah. This is an empowering. But if it's not healthy then why am I giving into it? Don't give it your power. 
yeah, I can't give that up. Mm. I wrote in one of my books, I've been blessed to, I've co-authored with Jack Canfield, the Chicken Soup for the Soul guy, and yeah. Brian Tracy, and we had a good time. Yeah, life's been crazy. Mm -hmm. But I wrote in one of those it, that, that no one gets to control your emotions unless you give them power. They're yours. My mom always gave her power up. I was like, Mom, why are you doing that? Why are you giving your power up? Why are you giving your emotions up to somebody else? Well, they hurt my feelings. They're yours. They made me mad. They right. Nobody makes you anything. No, nobody makes you anything. They didn't put the donut in your mouth. They didn't, you know, all that kind of stuff. You did. Mm. Right? It's all on you. So why are you giving that up? Own it. Well, nobody wants to be on my on my boat. Then row. Yeah. You got to row yourself. Okay, guess what's going to come from that? You'll be further down the road. You'll have stronger muscles. You'll understand how to row efficiently and that kind of stuff. Nobody else wants to row that way. Great. Great. I always say, man, I don't care. The, the greatest uh, uh, bumper sticker I've ever seen is if you don't like the way I drive, get off the sidewalk. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Right. And I always say, if the voices in my head just fly in formation, I'm doing good. If they're off, then, then we're, everything else is off. Just keep them in formation. Right, because I have crazy conversations. We all do. Yeah, but that's the whole thing, right? You got to look at it and go, okay, great, go, mm. go. Yeah. Back to you. No, back to you. <laughs> uh, well, the thing, I guess, where I was headed, and uh, kind of a more in the winding down or final thoughts of, um, you have a interesting perspective. You've been doing this now for a minute. This the the business of the business. I'm going to say. Um, what is your projections of where we're headed? Like, what do you, where do you see us in the next three to five years? Um, we've got another crash coming. The challenge with the crash, it's not going to be anything like 2006, seven, eight. It's not going to happen because we don't have the, the subprimes and all that mess. We had such a run of time value of money, right? Anybody that bought 17, 18, 19, and then it just exploded up and they had just crazy cool value and all that equity that's playing into it. It's those people can handle it because it'll just ride itself back down, but they're still got equity. It's those that bought in 2021, 22 because it's tipped. So that equity has gone. That's the class that's going to start falling. Those are the foreclosures. It's already happening, but those are the foreclosures. Now you push up all the challenges with the interest rates the Fed is saying, you know more about this than I do. The Fed is hinting that they're going to have multiple declines. But we also have an election year. And not go political, but we have to pull that in. Well, it's right. historical. It's, it's not political. Historical. It's historical. Absolutely. Fast. you got to go. So I always uh, run people over to the uh, Federal Housing Finance Agency website, fhfa.gov, and then look at the house price index reports and start paying attention where... And when you pull up the first one, big deal. They have it quarterly, they have it monthly. And when you look at it, it's just data. But then you put quarters together, and now you have trends, right? So if we look at in our in our state, if we look at down Saratoga and so forth, there's a massive, um, is it Dyson's, the yeah. chicken plant, right? Yeah. That whole thing that's gone in. Yeah. And I just, a buddy kicked over a text this morning, yesterday, and he goes, hey, you ought to look at Tyler, Texas. Samsung just is breaking the largest 
Right. It's like, yeah. okay, so Tyler's going to go nuts. Frisco, Texas, Texas is going nuts because, right yeah, because yeah, Universal Universal Studios is building out there or it's announced and it's cracking and that kind of stuff. Those are trans, or those are path of progress. Those are trans. But we could look back over time and go, okay, Hickory, North Carolina crashed. What happened? Well, the furniture factories moved out, right? So there's all this movement. So where are we going? I think... We're going to see, it, it's always the, the coastal states set the precedence. And then there's a ripple in, so let's say California, and then it goes Arizona, right? And then, it, and then it ripples in. And when you get to the center states, I call them flyover states, right? But you get to those, the, the, the wave's not as big, right? right? I've got great friends uh, that live in Ardmore, Lone Grove, Oklahoma, mm. right? Okay. And it's like an hour and a half from Dallas and an hour and a half from Oklahoma City. She's got one of the biggest brokerages out there. But they haven't seen anything in the, in the pond. The pond just didn't ripple to them. So it's this level, mm. right? So the challenge is, is we have a generation now that only wants to rent. They're, they're not on this peak of wanting kids or and no, no issues with it. It seems impossible to them. That's the problem. Yeah. And so they, they look at, and I think that's where this gentleman on the radio was going is, right, we need to open that back up and get them believing again. I just don't know how we can get the, the builders to pull down in size to the manufacturers to create a product, right? That's where the tiny houses came in play a lot. Yeah. Actual um, starter homes. Yeah. yeah. But how do we get back to that? 11 to 13, 1400 square feet, yeah. right? Versus like mine, that's almost 7,000 square feet. Mm -hmm. You know, my kids are like, Dad, I want a house like yours. Why? Okay, wait till you're 60. <laughs> right, wait until you're later. You know, and now I'm looking at it going, damn, this thing's way too big. Yeah. Right? Because I'm getting a lot of empty, empty nesters yeah. now, right? All that kind of stuff is playing. So I think that's part of the challenge is this will bring the interest down. Yes, that'll start opening things up. Uh, but I, they're right now that generation's spending money. So as you know, on the agent side, as you know, on the mortgage side, there's a down payment that's involved. And closing costs. And closing costs. All this kind of stuff. Because my, my 25 year old is just like, dad, I want to get into a house. I said, I'd love to get you into a house. How's your savings? Well, my, cre my credit's like 790. I didn't ask you that. Babe, I love you, but no. Yeah, what do you got in the bank? What do you got in the bank? Payment assistance, you still need to pay for other things. Correct. There's all that kind of stuff. So I think we're going to crash just that small market or that, that you know, but here's the other thing. Because of the challenges with the, the interest rate and so forth, as a nation, we used to, as an average, run about four, 4.2 million properties for sale across the nation. And then the last year, it's been under a million. So now we have the challenge of inventory and we all know what happens with that, right? I want that red Corvette. There goes the price, right? Right. It's the same thing. So you have lack of inventory. It's going to keep the prices up. If you have no down payments, it's going to disqualify people. Yep. So we've got this play that political, challenges. We have more people moving across our borders. So now we're increasing volumes of bodies that need to be somewhere. Right. And so you're looking at all of these things, where are we going? I think our, our next 12 to 
15 months are going to be extremely rocky. Um, which to me is sweet. sweet. How do I make money in this? Right. How do I go out and get a piece of this? How when were the greatest fortunes made in the United right. States? When chaos happens, that's where money is. All you got to do is figure out how to place yourself in the middle of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. When I land, any place I land, I always step out of the airport and go, how do I make money? How do I generate my money here? I was like, oh, okay, I could go over there. I've got a friend that just picked up uh, 49 defaulted tax liens in an undeveloped area of, uh, oh my gosh, Oskaloosa County in Florida. And he want, he's pushing to get all of those done so he can build a airstrip and then rent out the... <laughs> He's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. And he's picking them up on tax liens. Hmm. Right? And, and so he's he on the dollar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars And he got 49 of those. Dude. And so now he's going to go in and develop out this land strip and, and the hangers and, and rent all of that out. It's, you know, kind of like the, the, the hacking and the burr and everything that took its place, right? And coming in on all of those things that play into it. You just got to think those are the things that are going to happen. Those yeah. are right. And so those of us that have been in it long enough, we will be able to sit from a bird's eye view and go, this is where it works. Yeah. That's a bad idea. That's a good idea. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If I was starting brand new, I'd be down in the seller finance world because you still have those people that need to move, right? A job transfer or a death or divorce. yeah, divorce or any of those kind of things that's going on. Uh, my daughter was looking at a, at a small town home that just to rent. Um, and the previous tenant, her husband, uh, was killed in a car accident. And so she couldn't afford anything. So she moved back in with her mom. So they allowed her, which was a cool management. They allowed her out of the lease. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Those things are going to happen. Not just in rental. You're going to have those in ownership. Yeah. Well, if you understand how to take over payments, if you understand how to position yourself in a wraparound or any of those type of things that, you know, brand new people are going, I, I don't know what that means. Well, great. A what? There's plenty of education out there, yeah. right? And you say, hey, I can't afford that. Then you have to dig. You have to YouTube it. You have to get into the books. You have to, you know, the, the bigger pockets and all those others. You have to get into that. Well, I don't want to. Then you don't want to be in there. Mm -hmm. You don't want to change anything. Mm -hmm. Things that remain the same, or excuse me, things that don't change remain the same. Right. And they'll get worse. And I always use the analogy of a river. If you've got in mainstream, you're going down. If not, you're going to pull off to the side in the ebb tides. Mm -hmm. Okay. And stagnant water stinks. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. That's, that's good. That's good. All right, RG. In closing, in closing, my friend. Um, if I was uh, stepping onto the, and you, you kind of intimated to it earlier, but I'm stepping into the field of, of becoming the investor, becoming. Um, someone that has the confidence, the worthiness of growing wealth. And I'm moving, I'm, I'm skating to where the puck is going. I've got all these things in my mind. Um, where, what advice would you give this, this, this person that's just hanging their shingle? Like what's the first thing you would tell them to do? You, you, you've got to surround yourself with people. It's got to be mentors. You've got to get your head. So, my podcast is disrupting the norm. Okay. It's wealth and riches training, but disrupting the norm between mindset and money. 
because nobody understands it. So we just got to disrupt it. Right. And, um, so you got to want surround yourself with the right people. So if that means getting into the associations, uh, the real estate investor associations, if that means, you know, finding a small community group, um, because you may have limited funds, um, and then just flat out people tell me, I don't want to read, read, <laughs> don't just listen to you, you. Yes. Get audible. I get that. But I know myself, if I put a podcast on or anything in the background, I'm doing something else mm -hmm. and I'm good, but not multitasking. Right. Cause I'll lose something. That's why I always tell people when they're listening or I'm on, if I'm doing anything on the board, Mark and whiteboard, and they go down to write things, I'm already three or four sentences ahead. By the time you get your thoughts on here and then you come back up, you've missed me. Mm -hmm. Right. So you got to get into something that is more than just let it play in the background. Does that mean you're going to have to spend some money to be a part of these groups? Yeah. Yeah, you are. Investing yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Does that mean you have to do the, you know, some of the seminar companies like, like Kiyosaki's, I'm going to dog it right now because some of their stuff's like $100,000 to be involved with a program. Okay. No. Get up to that, right? If you're doing a million dollars, then get $100,000 worth of education. I got that. Sorry. That was a, that was a, throwing him under the bus, but I just, that's crazy. Yeah. But find something, find something that might be 30, $40 a month that you can be a part of this group because there's so many cool groups out there. Yeah. Right. And it doesn't have to be here in this state. It can be anywhere. Right. I don't do any investing here because the market's weird. It's too high. It's not a good investor market when I can be buying stuff like, like we just did one in Indianapolis that we picked up at 60,000 and we threw a hundred into it. We're selling at two seventy. Mm. Oh, that's stupid numbers. It's good money. Yeah. 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 Right. I can't get that here. Right. Yeah. And you don't have right. to mortgage your house like you do here to like make right. it work. Make it work. Yeah. Great advice. Great advice. So invest in yourself, surround yourself, and then um, commit to the process of learning. Read it. Do it's what a, you got to do. And understand you're not going to be comfortable, but be confident. Yeah. Get get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. That's, that's great. It's not going to happen. I, you shouldn't be comfortable because if you're in the comfort zone, what do they say? Right. Nothing happens. Everything's right. outside of the comfort yeah. zone. So why, why worry about comfort? Right. Yeah. Shrink your comfort zone down, get your confident, confident zone up. Mm. Good, good advice. Great advice. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for turning into the American masterminds podcast. I hope you found a tremendous amount of value. I sure did. Thank you so much, Jen and RG for your time tonight and uh, sharing with us some of these principles that are timeless. These are, this is arguing about gravity. There is no argument. This is get to work, do the, do the things and make it work. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please share it with your friends. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please um, sign up and be sure that you are here when we have a new one. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like share and subscribe. Subscribe. Right? This is the word I was looking for. <laughs> and tell people, and about, tell it. people yeah. about it. This is a process that we're growing. We'd like to bring tremendous value. And so if there's something that we can do, something that we can add, Put it in the comments and we'll do our best to find that for you. Again, grateful for your time and your, your efforts tonight and making us learn, helping us learn um, these processes. And thank you for tuning in. Thank you. Thank you.